welcome to the MYP show. And this is a special edition, if not for the fact that I am recording this while the kids are asleep the day before I leave on vacation. And so if I sound a little muddled or I sound a little low or off, that's why. But nonetheless, I thought that it was important to get this info for to you because I try and pay attention to the themes and the topics and the conversations that I have with other podcast hosts and other podcast podcast companies out there that I'm having. And I try to bring you some of these themes that come up because I know that if these people and there's multiple people having the same challenge or the same question or the same issue or concern, or it's the same thing that they're thinking about, I know that there are other people thinking that same thing out there as well. And one of the things that came up a variety of times was how to know what your audience wants to listen to. That's a big challenge that a lot of hosts have is that they get into this podcast game and they get into the podcast industry and they start putting out content because they have a lot of enthusiasm or passion. But then after a while, they start to realize that not everything is hitting or not everything is resonating with the audience like they thought it would. And so in those moments, it's really important to think about and be intentional with the next segment of shows that you're going to put together. And I would encourage you to put some sort of calendar together and really think out as far as you can in terms of what is your episode, what is your your programming, your schedule going to look like? What is your your content calendar going to look like? And I would recommend that if you can get three months out, the best shows I've been able to see have been able to get three months out and are able to really put together a quality set of content, then they're able to have a large enough data set and a large enough sample set to be able to see what's working, what's not working, and to be able to make the appropriate adjustments without being too soon and not letting things mature enough or waiting too long before they start to make changes. And so three months, I found, if you can put together that amount of your programming or you can start to think ahead who your guests are going to be, what your shows are going to be about that far ahead, it's really only about 12 shows, you know, maybe 10 to 12 shows. If you do two a week, maybe you're looking at 20 to 25 shows. But that's, if you can think about what are the themes, the ideas, the content that you're going to do for that period of time, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to go out there and execute that. Now, the next question that people naturally ask me is, well, Hector, how do I know what my audience actually wants? And the great thing is that they will tell you and maybe not directly. Well, that's one thing we're going to talk about is our bonus tip at the end. We'll talk about how you can actually get answers from them directly. But there are three ways that you can just start to pay attention to things or three ways that you can do research on your audience to find out what they actually want. And the number one thing, and this is for podcast hosts who have been around for quite a bit, is to look at your episode analytics. That was something that came up with Jackie Brubaker the other day. If you haven't heard that conversation, go back and listen to our previous episode with Jackie Brubaker on rebranding your podcast. And she talks about looking at her episode analytics and realizing that after a certain episode, her numbers spiked. And so she doubled down on that type of content and it ended up continuing to bring her success. And she not only just had a little spike, but then she had another spike on top of that spike because she started to realize that this is what her audience wants. And it was actually a little bit different than what she had initially planned for the show. And so sometimes you have to take your ego out of it. And that was something that she said is that you have to really remove your ego so that you can really find what it is that they want. And so take a look at your episode analytics. Go into your, your episode stats and look at what episodes spike, which ones were higher than others. 
And oftentimes it's those episodes that will tell you what was it? Was it the type of content? Was it the guest? Was it the way you promoted it? But look at that episode and do more of that. And that's going to really help you for the rest of your programming. The second thing I would do is to go in and look on trending websites or look on websites where people are looking for content and find out what's trending. And one of my favorite places to do this is YouTube. And really YouTube is, it's a, it's a great recommender tool. What I really love about YouTube's algorithm that podcasts don't have is they make it really easy to recommend content that a viewer or someone on YouTube might enjoy. And that's something that some people in the podcast industry are looking to create. But right now, I like to go on YouTube. And what you can do is if you have a creator or there's an influencer who is similar to you or in a similar niche or has a similar audience, what you can do is you can actually sort by what is their most popular video. And oftentimes when you sort by that most popular filter, what it will tell you is what content their audience most resonated with. And that oftentimes happens because that's what their audience was enjoying. But it also happens because YouTube tends to recommend that content to other people who are also like their listeners and like their viewers. And so you can leverage YouTube specifically. I like it because it's really easy because you can sort by most popular or you can go and you can see that if there's a, another creator or someone in your niche, someone who has a similar audience, you can see what are the videos that they're putting out recently that are doing well. If you look back at you know their last five to 10 videos, which ones spiked? Which ones had a, a higher view count than the rest of them? And that will lend some insight onto what type of content your listeners might want to hear. The last place that you can do is you can go and scour the forums or scour groups for things of what people are talking about. Twitter is a great place to do this. Discord is becoming a greater place to do this. Reddit is a great place to find these things. Facebook groups. These are all places where people are posting their, their challenges, their frustrations, their questions. And if you can know where your audience is hanging out, what groups they're associating in, you can actually go in and see what are the questions that are having the most resonance with people in that group. Which are the ones that have the most answers or the most comments? What are the posts about that get the most engagement? And you can reverse engineer from there what your audience might enjoy as well. And so these are all places that you can start to find these answers about what your audience is, is going to enjoy. Now, I mentioned in the beginning that there's a bonus one. And this is something that maybe not everybody can do. But, well, actually, I take that back. Everybody can do it. But it may not be at the scale that you may necessarily want. And you may not be able to get a scientific sample size in terms of the number of people that actually respond. But I'm a big fan of, or excuse me, not quizzes, but surveys, because these can really give you the qualitative and quantitative data that you need to make your show better. And what I mean by that, to take the kind of nerdiness out of it, is it can tell you that the data, it can give you the, the info, the, the raw data on what people might like, what demographics they might ascribe to, what things they're thinking about, their challenges. You can really start to start to do that. But what you also start to find when you do surveys is that you can leave some open-ended questions or some long-form answers where they can start to write whatever they want. And some of the best insights that you will get are from these written answers. And what you'll start to see, if you have a large enough audience and you survey enough people, 
is that again, these themes will start to pop up. And that's something that I mentioned at the beginning, but you'll start to notice that multiple people will be coming to you for the same reason, or they'll be having the same challenge, or they'll be going through similar things. And so you can start to create content, design episodes, create programming around those types of challenges. And so here's really four places, really three and a bonus one of where you can get insight and info on what your audience actually wants to do. So I hope you guys, this uh, we are recording this a week before the American Independence Day. So if you guys are in the States and celebrating, I hope you are having a safe and wonderful holiday. And if you are listening to this in the future, well, I hope you are having an amazing day as well. And we will catch you on the next episode of the MYP Show. Thanks for listening to this Toolbox episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. We know there are plenty of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're excited that you decided to join us today. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other Toolbox episodes and find ones that are most relevant to your show. If you have any requests for future shows, come and find me on LinkedIn. That's Hector, H-E-C-T-O-R, Santi Esteban, S-A-N-T-I-E-S-T-E-B-A-N, and connect with me there. And of course, if you enjoyed the show today or any of our other episodes, We'd be forever grateful if you decided to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast provider. We hope you're having an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show.